0: secret number two where are they hiding the dream 100 one day in college i knew i was supposed to be doing homework but my adhd mind couldn't take it anymore i had to stop writing even if it was just for a few minutes i looked around to make sure that no one else was looking and then i opened up a new tab on my browser i started typing www.themat.com, and then within seconds i was taken to a new universe a universe occupied by hundreds of thousands of wrestlers just like me all around the world This was our playground where we could talk about wrestling, post pictures and videos and debate about who was going to win every match happening in the next big tournament. I read a few articles and watched a video showing new ways to finish a single leg takedown. Afterwards, I went to the forums. Oh, how I love the forums. Who was better, Dan Gable in his prime or Cale Sanderson now? Someone had just posted. Of course, I had an opinion, and it took everything I had to not spend the next 90 minutes writing my thoughtful response about how if we shrunk Cale down to Dan's size and took him in a time machine back to the 70s, Cale would have destroyed Dan head-to-head. But I knew that I couldn't. My paper was due the next day, and I was locked away in study hall until it was done. Angrily, I closed down the tab and sat back in my chair to stretch before I made the trip back to reality. As I was leaning back, I started looking at my other wrestler friends who were locked away in study hall with me because of our bad grades. As I glanced toward the 133-pounder, I noticed a smile on his face. What? How could he be smiling in study hall? As I shifted my gaze from his face to the monitor, I saw it. He was also on the Mat.com, and he was writing his comments on why he thought Dan would actually beat Kale. Then, looking at the other wrestlers in the room, I decided I had to know what they were doing. Faking that I had to go to the bathroom, I stood up and I started to walk past their desks. I looked at our 157 pounder screen. Yep, he was looking at the Matt.com too. The 178 pounder? The Matt.com. But what about our heavyweight? He had to be actually doing his homework, right? Nope, he was also on the Matt.com. And as I passed his computer, I quickly read his forum reply that Bruce Baumgartner, two time Olympic heavyweight champ and four time Olympic medalist, would beat both Dan and Kale at the same time. What? Was he crazy? There was no way that Kale would lose to Bruce. And that's when it hit me. The Matt.com was our little corner of the internet. All the wrestlers in Study Hall were congregated on that website talking about wrestling. But we weren't the only ones. Wrestlers in other colleges across the country, along with high school wrestlers and their parents, were on the website too. All around the world, hundreds of thousands of people were all gathered together in this one spot to talk about the topic that we loved most, wrestling. Honestly, that is the real power of the internet. It has allowed us to connect with like-minded people in a way that wasn't possible before. It's allowed each of us with our own unique and sometimes weird hobbies and interests to congregate with our people to discuss the things that mean the most to us. It wasn't always like that, though. When I was in high school, we didn't have the mat.com. So the only people we had to talk about wrestling were the other few dozen wrestlers in our school. But we weren't the only group. High school is full of different groups, like the basketball players, the weightlifters, the jocks, the band members, and the kids who played Magic the Gathering. Before the internet, groups like this were limited to the size of how many people they could find that had the same interests and were located geographically near them. Pre-internet, it was expensive for marketers to sell products and services to each of these small groups. After all, how do you target just those people in every city who are interested in what you had to sell? If you had a huge mass market product like shampoo or painkillers, You could run ads on TV and know that almost everyone who saw your ads probably had hair or got headaches sometimes. But it was way too expensive to run ads for my wrestling shoes or training DVDs and pray that the dozen wrestlers in each city actually saw the ad. But the internet changed everything. It took the dozen wrestlers from my high school and every other high school around the world and put them together into one spot. If wrestlers were my dream customers and I had a product to sell them, I didn't have to go run huge mass media campaigns. Instead, I could go directly to the mat.com or wherever they were congregating and just buy ads there, knowing that 100% of the people who actually saw my ads were people interested in wrestling. Instead of wasting money showing my ads to millions of people who would not want or need my product, I can make sure that only my dream customers would ever see what I'm selling. This targeting has cut ad costs down to a tiny fraction of what people used to have to spend to get access to their dream customers. This is what made it possible for smaller businesses like ours to compete against and oftentimes even dominate the biggest brands. The same principle is true no matter who your dream customer is. The internet has made it so that when you find those existing congregations of your dream customers, it's like catching fish in a barrel. You simply have to find the barrel of fish with your dream customers and throw in your hooks. If your hook is good, it'll pull people from your barrel into your funnels. With secret number one, you identified your dream customer. With secret number two, you can locate where they're hiding or congregating. If I was selling a product to wrestlers, I shouldn't be asking, how do I get traffic to my funnel? Instead, I should be asking, where are my dream customers, in this case, wrestlers, congregating? Exercise. Here's some questions you should be asking yourself at this point. What are the top websites that my dream customers already go to? What forums or message boards do they participate in? What are the Facebook groups that they engage in? Who are the influencers they follow on Facebook and Instagram? What podcasts do they listen to? What are the email newsletters they're subscribed to? What blogs do they read? What channels are they following on YouTube? What keywords are they searching for in Google to find information? These questions will help you to start identifying where your dream customers are hiding. The answers to these questions should be simple, especially if you are your dream customer. When I launched ClickFunnels, it was easy for me to find startup entrepreneurs, i.e. my dream clients, because I was a startup entrepreneur. I started looking at where I was already congregating, which podcast was I listening to, which blogs did I read, which email list was I on, etc. And instantly, I knew exactly where my future dream customers were hiding. If you don't truly understand your dream customer, everything we talked about in secret number one, then it'll be hard for you to find them. But if you really understand them, then you should already know where they're congregating to get out of pain and where they're congregating to move towards pleasure. And when you know where they're congregating, it's pretty easy to put your message or your hooks in front of them and pull them into your funnels. One of the common misunderstandings with traffic is that you have to create traffic. But as you can now see, that just isn't true. Traffic, your dream customer, is already there. Your job is to identify where they are, tap into those existing streams of traffic, Throw out some hooks and then get a percentage of your dream customers to start coming to you. The Dream 100, 1 to 1. Now that you understand that traffic already exists and isn't created, I want to share with you a concept I learned from one of my friends, Chet Holmes, called the Dream 100. He wrote about it in detail in his best-selling book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. The way that Chet teaches and uses the Dream 100 is a little bit different than how I use it, but understanding Chet's model will open up your ability to get unlimited traffic into your funnels. Early in Chet's career, he worked for Charlie Munger, who you may know as Warren Buffett's business partner in Berkshire Hathaway. Chet sold advertising for one of the company's legal magazines. At the time, they were really struggling. They were last in sales in their market. Chet was working with a database of over 2,000 advertisers. He made sales calls every day, but they were still dead last at number 15 out of 15 magazines in the industry. Then one day, Chet had an idea. He did some research, and he discovered that out of those 2,000 advertisers, 167 of them were spending 95% of their advertising budgets with his competitors. So he defined those 167 spending all the money in the industry as his best buyers. Then he stopped marketing to everybody else and focused his time and his effort on those 167 advertisers. His strategy included sending out direct mail pieces with lumpy objects in them every two weeks where he followed up on each package with a phone call. Twice a month, he'd mail a package, and twice a month, he'd call. Because these were the biggest buyers, they were the hardest people to reach. After four months of following the strategy, he got zero responses. Pretty discouraging, right? But Chet was known for what he called PhD, pig-headed discipline, though, and he refused to give up. Then, in his fourth month, something changed. He landed his very first big account, Xerox. It was the biggest advertising buy ever in the company. By the sixth month, he had landed 28 of the 167 advertisers. And with those 28 advertisers, Chet doubled the sales over the previous year and went from number 15 in the industry to number one. He kept doubling sales for the next three years in a row. By the end of year three, he had successfully brought in all 167 of his Dream 100s as advertisers in their magazine. Chet said, The goal of the Dream 100 is to take your ideal buyer from, I've never heard of this company, to what is this company I keep hearing about, to I think I've heard of that company, to, yes, I've heard that company, to, yes, I do business with that company. Chet grew that company by using the Dream 100 to create one-to-one sales opportunities. Chet also used the same strategy to penetrate Hollywood. He had written a screenplay called Emily's Song, and he had decided he wanted to try to sell the screenplay to Hollywood. The only problem was he didn't know anyone in the entertainment field. So he bought an issue of the Premiere magazine that listed the 100 most powerful people in Hollywood, which became his Dream 100 list. He used the same Dream 100 process to contact these people, and within months, he was able to get Leanne Rimes to read the script. Together, they went to Warner Brothers, where the screenplay was purchased. The Dream 100, One to Many Chet Holmes' Dream 100 for one-to-one selling strategy is powerful when your business model needs a small number of big customers. But for most of us, we're looking for lots of customers, not just 100. When I was starting out, many of the things I sold weren't very expensive, so it didn't make financial sense to send out packages and make phone calls to try to sell a $20 product. That's why Chet's Dream 100 concept didn't make sense when I first heard it. I couldn't see how it applied to my online business. In fact, initially, I completely dismissed the concept and figured it didn't apply to companies like mine. One day, though, as I was writing dot-com secrets and thinking about how I was going to sell the book when I was finished writing it, I identified who my dream customers were that would want to read my book and where they were congregating. I made a list and wrote out everywhere that I could think that my dream customers might be gathering. On the list, I identified 10 top websites and forums they spent time on, 15 active Facebook groups they participated in, 50 influencers they followed on Facebook and Instagram, 30 podcasts they listened to, 40 email newsletters they subscribed to, 20 blogs they actively read, and 20 YouTube channels they subscribed to. After making the list, I added up how many subscribers, readers, and followers each of those channels had. I was so excited to find out that there were over 30 million of my dream customers on that little list alone, all congregated inside those 185 plus communities. Next, I tried to figure out how to get my message in front of those 30 million plus people. I brainstormed ideas and that's when the bolt of lightning hit, the dream 100. No, I couldn't do a Dream 100 campaign to all 30 million plus people because it would cost too much. After all, I was trying to sell my book for $7.95. So if I did get a yes from a customer, it was only worth $7.95 to me. But what if instead I did a Dream 100 campaign to the owners of those 185 plus communities, asking them to promote my book to their audiences? If I could build a relationship with one of them and get just one yes, that could turn into hundreds or thousands of new customers. So that's exactly what I did. I found the contact information for those 185 people, and I sent them each a copy of my book in the mail with a letter asking them if they'd be interested in helping to promote my book on launch day. Within a week of sending out that package, I started to get messages back. One message was from a podcaster on my Dream 100 list, whom I've been listening to for years but never actually met, John Lee Dumas from eofire.com. He told me he loved my book, and he asked me to be on his podcast to talk about it. I quickly agreed, and within a few days, I was being interviewed by John Lee Dumas. He asked me about my book, told people why he loved it, and then told them to go buy a copy. Within a week of that episode airing, we had sold over 500 books from that one interview alone. I didn't stop there, though. I kept following up to my Dream 100, and not only did I get on other blogs and podcasts, but people also promoted me in their email lists and more. I ended up landing over 30 of the 185 people as promotional partners. The second part of the Dream 100 strategy, which is covered in more detail in secret number four, works even for those who didn't respond or weren't willing to promote my book. Advertising platforms like Facebook allow you to target your ads to people with certain interests. For example, Tony Robbins was in my Dream 100, and while he didn't directly promote my first book, he did directly promote expert secrets after over 10 years of being on my Dream 100 list. However, even though he didn't directly promote dotcom seekers, I still wanted to market to his, at the time, 3.2 million person audience, as they were my dream customers too. On Facebook, I was able to buy ads that were only shown to his audience, and we were able to sell thousands of copies of my book to his people. Our launch campaign for my book may have seemed massive from the outside, as we sold over 100,000 copies in a very short period of time. But in reality, we just put a concentrated effort to market to the dream customers of 185 people. Recently, I was at a mastermind event in Puerto Rico and I had a chance to spend time with Rachel Hollis, the author of the number one New York Times bestseller, Girl, Wash Your Face. At the time, she was in the middle of launching her new book, Girl, Stop Apologizing. As I was in the middle of writing this book, I was curious about how she'd sold over a million copies of her book. I asked her for a secret to selling that many copies and she told me, we asked ourselves this question, what are the tribes my women are already in? What network marketing companies are they in? What Facebook groups? What Instagram channels? What hashtags are they following? After we identified these things, we tried to figure out who are the tribe owners of these women. Who do we need to become friends with? Anyone who had over 200,000 followers, we would direct message them, tell them who we were, and ask them if we could talk. We started messaging everyone. Our focus was to find the tribes and then figure out the best way to infiltrate them. The Dream 100. She didn't call it that, but that's exactly what she had done to quickly become one of the best-selling authors of all time. Now, I know what some of you guys are thinking. Russell, this may work for you and for Rachel when you're selling books, but I sell something different, so Dream 100 can't work for me. It always makes me laugh when people think that these concepts will work for every business except for their own, when the reality is that this concept works for every business, period. Let me show you some more examples. Recently, I was listening to the Founder podcast. They were interviewing Tom Bilyeu, the founder of Quest Nutrition, who had started his business with a few friends and quickly grew it into a billion-dollar company. During that interview, he was asked how he grew Quest Nutrition, and Tom replied, We had a very different approach that got a lot of people excited, not just about the product, but they felt good about the way we treated them. We went old school, researching several hundred health and fitness influencers, and then sending them handwritten letters with free samples. This was all about showing an understanding of what other people were trying to achieve, and that Quest was interested in helping them connect with their audience. When people are building community, they have a real sense of service to that community. We would send them free product and just say, if you like it, tell people. And if you hate it, tell people that too. Not trying to steer people's comments gave us a pretty good recommendation. Some people didn't like it and said so, but the vast majority loved it and were grateful that we had shown an understanding of who they were and what they were trying to do. So they spread the word. Tom didn't realize it, but the Dream 100 struck again. It's a strategy that almost all successful companies, oftentimes without realizing it, are using as the backbone of their traffic strategies. When most people hear the title Traffic Secrets, they assume I'm going to show you how to run Facebook ads or YouTube ads. While those tools are great, they're just a small external tactic of a much larger strategy. The core strategy is to understand that your dream customers have already been congregated by your Dream 100. If you focus on identifying them and marketing to them, your dream customers will start flowing into your funnels faster than anything else you could do. A different dream 100 on each platform. A few years ago, I decided to rebrand my podcast from the Marketing Your Car Show to the Marketing Secrets Show. When we did that, I set up a new podcast and invited all my old listeners to resubscribe and then join me on the new show. I had a lot of my faithful listeners move over to my new podcast, and then I brainstormed other ways to grow the show. I first started by leveraging the traffic that I owned. I sent emails to my list asking them to subscribe, sent out messages to my messenger list, and posted on my Facebook, Instagram, and about everywhere else that I had a voice. This did get a big influx of listeners as all my true fans came over and plugged in. I was so excited about the immediate growth that I figured this initial surge would be all that we needed as the catalyst that would grow the show. Unfortunately, it wasn't. In fact, the show quickly flatlined, and then it started to shrink. I was completely freaking out, wondering if I had made a mistake starting a new show. After I sat in my office with a few people on my team, brainstorming for hours about how we could get our podcast to grow and what things I could do to get people to share my message, it hit me, the big aha. It was so simple in my head, but as I blurted it out to my team, it sounded stupid. People who listen to podcasts, well, they listen to podcasts, I said. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where you're going with this, Russell, my team responded. I half laughed. Think about it. We're trying to get people who love Instagram to move to Apple to listen to us. While our best fans did come, the majority didn't. Why? Because people who are on Instagram love to consume content on Instagram. The same is true for our blog. Our super fans will move from Facebook and other places to read our blog, but our best blog readers are people who read other blogs. People who love to watch YouTube videos love to watch videos on YouTube, and people who listen to podcasts listen to podcasts. We can spend a ton of time and money convincing people on other platforms to move to podcasts, or we can spend that same time and money focusing on the people who are already listening to podcasts. If they find a new show they love, they'll listen every day. That was the big aha that set into motion our strategy for building a special Dream 100 list just for our podcast through the other podcasts that our Dream listeners were listening to. It also caused us to build out a Dream 100 list for every platform we talked about already. You see, prior to this big aha, we only had one big collective Dream 100 list with people from all the platforms. We hadn't respected the fact that people like to consume media in their own favorite ways. And while it's possible to move people from one platform to another, there's much less resistance when you just migrate people to you who are already on the platform that they love. What about brick and mortar type businesses? At this point, some of you may be thinking, but Russell, I'm not selling a book or a product online. I'm a local brick-and-mortar business trying to generate local leads online, so this won't work for me. For all of my brick-and-mortar business owners, don't worry. The strategy still works, even though you'll need to look at it a little bit differently. When building your Dream 100 list, instead of identifying the national influencers or leaders in your niche, you need to identify your local influencers. For example, if I owned a local juice bar, I would ask myself, who is my dream customer and where are they already congregating? My dream customer would be someone who is trying to get healthier. To find these dream customers, I would create a list of local gyms, health food stores, chiropractors, personal trainers, nutritionists, etc., and then start building my dream 100 from that list. We'll show more examples of how these concepts work for brick-and-mortar businesses throughout this book, but I wanted to address it quickly here before you thought that this concept wouldn't work for you. Creating your dream 100 list. The next step for you is to build out your Dream 100 list. Everything we do from this point forward from paid ads to free traffic to joint ventures will all build upon this core foundation of the Dream 100. But for some reason, even though I've been talking about this concept for years and it seems easy enough for people to understand, very few people ever sit down to do the work and actually build it out. If you were to hire me for a $100,000 consulting day, the first thing I would do with you is spend the first three or four hours building out this list. That is how important it is, so don't skip it. Yes, it's simple, but it's the foundation to everything. In my friend Dana Derek's book, The Dream 100, I wrote the forward which included, as the CEO and co-founder of the fastest growing non-VC-backed software company in history, hitting nine figures in under three years, it would seem difficult to narrow down the one thing that really propelled us to where we are more than anything else, but it's not. It's the Dream 100. The Dream 100 is the foundation for our entire company. At ClickFunnels, we don't just leverage the Dream 100 approach for traffic, We use it for everything. How do you pick the markets we want to enter? We use the Dream 100 to research different markets and niches, and then we narrow in on the one that suits us best. How do we decide on our blue ocean strategy? We use the Dream 100 to find the red oceans and carve out our place in the market. How do we create our own offers and figure out what's gonna sell? We use the Dream 100 to model offers that are working in our marketplace, which takes out the headaches and the hassle of blind guessing. Everything we've done has come off of mastering the Dream 100, and specifically, knowing how to complement as opposed to compete. That's how you build your foundation. From there, you just get traffic, again tapping into the Dream 100. And the rest is history. The Dream 100 is where all traffic leads, whether it's Facebook, ads, integration marketing, you name it, to and from. It all circles back to the Dream 100. If there's one area to invest as much time and money into your business as you possibly can, from the beginning, it's the Dream 100. You see, the Dream 100 is the key foundation for traffic and the key foundation for your entire business because it helps you to figure out how to position your offers and tell your stories. I cover this extensively in Dotcom Secrets and Expert Secrets, but I want to impress upon you here how important this key step is. The two types of congregations. As you're building out your dream 100 list, there are a few important notes I wanna make sure you remember. In secret number one, we talked about how there are two ways your dream customers will find you. Either they're going to search for you or they're gonna interact with things that interest them and you will interrupt them. I make these same two distinctions when I'm trying to identify where my dream customers are congregating. Interest-based congregations. The first type of congregation is based on interest. In most social networks, after someone joins, the first thing the network tries to do is figure out what things you're interested in. Facebook is believed to automatically track over 52,000 data points on each user as they're using their platform, which is super annoying as a user, but super awesome for us as advertisers. On top of that, advertisers have the chance to select the interests that people follow, such as who are the people, influencers, celebrities, thought leaders, authors, etc. you are following, what companies are you following, what movies, books, brands are you following, On the Dream 100 worksheet, I put a column for each of the main social networks. Depending on when you are reading this book, there may be new networks that have become more popular and or some of these networks may be dead. So just adjust the columns as needed. What matters most is that you are making a list of all the people, companies, movements, and interests that your Dream 100 are already following. Start with your favorite social network and try to write down between 20 and 100 Dream 100 names for that network. Then do the same thing for podcasts, blogs, email newsletters, and any other important types of congregations. Although we call this the Dream 100, I like to try to make this list as big as possible, and I recreate my list two or three times per year as I pull off names that aren't bringing us the right customers and add new names as we find them. After you fill in as many names in the Dream 100 interest-based column as you can find, then move on to the search-based congregations. Search-based congregations. When someone goes to Google or any of the search platforms, they type in a keyword phrase looking for something like, how to lose weight, emergency plumber in Boise, Idaho, best water filters. As soon as they type a phrase, I enter into an existing congregation of people searching for the same thing. Before I created my first product, How to Make a Potato Gun, one of the first things I searched for was how many people were currently searching for phrases around that topic. Potato gun, spud gun, potato gun launcher, potato gun plans. At that time, there were over 18,000 people per month searching for all of these phrases. Of course, that was a while ago, so the number has probably increased dramatically. In my case, this congregation of people were looking for something that I had a solution for. This type of congregation is called a search-based congregation, and searches can occur on Google, Yahoo, or any other search platform. Some popular search platforms at the time of this writing are Quora.com, where people can ask questions to any topic, Pinterest.com, where people can search for images, and YouTube.com, where people search for almost everything. Later on, I'll show you how YouTube and a few other search platforms serve as both search and interest-based congregations. Exercise To create your Dream 100 list, write out all the phrases that you believe people are actively searching for. There will be many ways that we will refine and use these congregations, from buying ads to doing SEO to getting those people's pages that are listed to push people into your funnels for you. But for now, just build a list from your best guesses. We'll discuss some amazing software tools later to help you identify phrases you might never have thought of on your own. We'll also explore how to find out how many people are searching for each phrase. For this exercise though, I want you to write out the phrases offhand that you think either you or your dream customers would search for each day. Where do I start? I found that most people can grasp the concept of the Dream 100 pretty quickly, but when they're actually trying to find 100 people, they get stuck. Oftentimes they're able to build a dream dozen, but they struggle to get more than that. At the end of the day, traffic is a numbers game. I wanna find a hundred or more people because even with a hundred people, we may only get five or 10 of them who are willing to let us get in front of their audiences for free. After that, we may only get 10 or so others for whom we're able to successfully target their audiences on the ad networks. So it's essential that you cast a wide net. The easiest way to build a larger list is to go back to secret number three in Expert Secrets where we explore the three core markets or desires. I'll quickly re-explain it here so you can see how it ties into the Dream 100. It starts with the three core markets or desires, health, wealth, and relationships. Each of these three markets have an unlimited number of sub-markets. For example, inside of wealth, there's finance, investing, real estate, sales, and marketing. In health, there's nutrition, strength training, and weight loss. In relationships, there's marriage advice, dating advice, love, and more. Inside of each of these sub-markets are the niches. So for example, if my market is wealth, then my sub-market would be marketing, and the niche that I would create is sales funnels. Wealth, marketing, sales funnels. Other niches inside the marketing submarket would be marketing through e commerce, Amazon, dropshipping, SEO, PPC, Facebook ads, or online courses. Honestly, other niches in my submarket would include any way that someone would use the internet to market or to create a new business. With that in mind, when I build my Dream 100 list, I'm not just looking for other people who are selling sales funnel stuff. I do add those people, companies, and keywords to my list, but what I'm really looking for is for all of the other people, companies, and keywords that are within my submarket. They are my warmest traffic and where I focus first. My goal is to provide my Dream 100 followers with my new opportunity. I can usually build my Dream 100 from this list pretty easily, but if you're struggling to identify all of the niches within your submarket, just ask yourself this question. What other vehicles are people trying to use, and then insert result they desire, with, insert your sub market here. To illustrate this even further, let me give you some real world examples. In the wealth core market with the real estate sub market, I'd ask, what other vehicles are people trying to use to make money inside of the real estate sub market? The answer to this question would include house flipping, short sales, and wholesaling. In the health core market with the weight loss sub market, I'd ask, what other vehicles are people trying to use to get six pack abs inside the weight loss sub market? The answer to these questions would include the keto diet, vegan diet, Mediterranean diet, and bodybuilding. In the relationships core market with a parenting submarket, I'd ask, what other vehicles are people trying to use to have better relationships with their kids inside the parenting submarket? The answers to these questions would include homeschooling, baby sign language, after-school sporting programs, and drama. Each of these answers is a niche within a submarket with dozens of influencers, companies, and keywords that you can target. Your submarket is where you should focus all of your Dream 100 efforts initially because this is your warmest traffic. After you finish filling in your Dream 100 worksheet, then you'll be ready to discover the hook, story, offer framework that you'll be using over and over again to pull people from your Dream 100 into your funnels.